Blackstone Audio presents Lopsided, How Having Breast Cancer Can Be Really Distracting, by Meredith Norton. For Lucas, The Love of My Life. Chapter 1. Before I moved to France, my medical problems were few, minor, and real. They were things like allergies, conjunctivitis due to sharing eyeliner, and a broken pinky from slamming the car hood on my hand. Normal problems. But once I landed in Paris and became a professional girlfriend living in the crappy suburbs, I started developing issues. Thibault, then my boyfriend and now my husband, said it was because I spent too much time on the Internet. Of course my toes were sore. It was not due to a strange new syndrome I'd developed, but because I'd been clipping and cleaning the nails maniacally since reading that Croatian kid's website devoted to ingrown toenails. And, he added, stop sending those macabre pictures of his fungal infections to me at work, please. You know I check my personal emails during lunch. In France, every couple of months I had a new problem that required a doctor's office visit. Mostly, these were small issues I overreacted to, like when my nose started whistling. But some things were scary, like when in the middle of a sentence I threw a glass of water in my own face and passed out cold. When I finally opened my eyes, I couldn't decide who to acknowledge first, Thibault's mother, who sat on the bed looking glamorous in that effortless way only French women can, while she worked socks onto my feet, or the four foxy paramedics staring at me with folded arms. Thibault stood nearby looking terrified until I said, pointing to the hottest medic, shouldn't one of you be dressing me? Each trip to the doctor's office or hospital involved some insult or embarrassment. The time I got a chest x-ray, the machine was set up opposite a door facing the emergency waiting room. First, the tech insisted I take off my shirt and stand topless, even though the whole point of an X-ray is that it can see through things. Then he refused to lock the door, so all sorts of people kept opening it to look at me standing there half-naked. Mostly the doctors eyed me suspiciously and found creative ways to discourage future visits, as if I'd flown all the way to France simply to exploit their subsidized health care system. Their tactics didn't work. I kept subjecting myself to their cruelty until I finally got married, got a work permit, and found a job. Suddenly, without the empty days to contemplate my health, the peculiar array of psychosomatic symptoms disappeared. I didn't see another doctor until a pre-pregnancy consultation for vitamin supplements. True to form, the doctor told me I was absurd, that Americans were obsessed with artificial nutrition, and that folic acid wasn't necessary until the pregnancy had been confirmed. The proclamation of his negative opinion of my fellow countrymen was expected. What I did not expect was his dismissal of the two journal reports I placed before him, encouraging extra folic acid intake during the two weeks immediately following conception, namely the two weeks before pregnancy confirmation. Without bothering to pick them up, he said, You are free to waste your money on whatever you want. I hated French doctors. It wasn't just the snotty attitudes in their dingy waiting rooms. I hated their frankness and their liberal use of Latin. Most of all, I hated that certain way they had of ensuring that potentially pleasant situations would turn out unpleasantly. 
A few months later, when I scheduled the appointment to confirm my pregnancy, I prepared myself for the worst. No, the baby is dead. See it there, that little spot, but no heartbeat. Tant pis. But I tried to maintain an optimism that this experience would be a positive one. Sitting in the cheap armchair, trying not to hear anything the obstetrician said, I took inventory of the room, counting plaques, and trying to identify the parts of a dismantled plastic torso model. My eyes stopped on the examining table. Why was it there like that, just sitting in his office? Why wasn't it in an exam room or behind a curtain or something? It was not being stored temporarily. There was a roll of crinkled paper pulled across it and a waste bin with some inside-out rubber gloves, paper towels, and a used plastic speculum in full view. This looked nothing like an American gynecologist's office, where everything is discreetly non-graphic.